Podcast. Hold on to your butts. We are changing the course of history as we see it. That is what Westcott demands. Now this affects Iris. Um, Iris, where are you? What you feel only matters to you. I do not entertain hypotheticals. The world as it is is vexing enough. Iris, I have a tip for you. Don't take drugs! Or Whatever Movies with Wesley and Iris. What up and welcome to Or Whatever Movies. I'm your co-host, Iris. And I'm here with my older brother. Wesley of Star Command. (laughs) Wesley to Star Command. Mission log. (laughs) As you might suspect from our witty banter, today we're discussing a movie. A prequel? An origin story. I don't know, man. We'll talk about whether or not it works as such. From 2022... Lightyear. Disney Pixar's Lightyear. Available in theaters. I hear it's getting kind of crushed in the theaters, like dinosaurs rule over space. Yeah, it didn't do great. I mean, it's not an ultimate failure at $58 million for an opening weekend, I guess technically still in COVID. But compared to Jurassic World, Dominion, and Top Gun numbers, it's not stacking up so far. I wonder if it's because the under 12 vaccine has only just been approved and hasn't rolled out yet. Mm. Like, are kids just not going to the theaters? There was a screaming kid in Dominion, so, and there were lots of kids in my screening of Lightyear. (laughs) So Lightyear was Aurelia's first theatrical movie-going experience. Man, captivated, I'm sure. After the cold open, or whatever you call that first scene, she was like, that was fun! (laughs) At top volume. Yes, exactly. And then continued to give her commentary throughout the movie. I can see her neck muscles standing out, mouth all the way out, open. (laughs) Full volume all enunciating. She's the best. It was pretty darn cute, but I'm not sure how the uh, couple sitting in front of us felt about it. I bet Tom Cruise loved it. That opening scene, the test pilot scene. Oh, (laughs) I was thinking that Tom Cruise probably liked a lot about Lightyear. Yeah. There were all kinds of comparisons, like Mach 10 slash hyperspeed. Yep. Not the box office returns, though. Yeah. Maybe it's just an adult theatrical environment right now. Uh, Yeah, but wasn't Lightyear kind of an adult theatrical environment? A lot of talking in Lightyear. And a lot of space stuff. How unwieldy was the time dilation concept? Was Aurelia like, it's like Christopher Nolan! (laughs) I was wondering about that, and I did ask... Paloma specifically, like point blank about who Emperor Zerg was, although he hasn't he's not emperor yet, right? No, but look, this is the movie for which Andy came to love Buzz Lightyear. This is the movie from nineteen ninety-five, even though this movie never would have flown in nineteen ninety-five. But if this is the one, then Emperor Zerg is Emperor Zerg. This was not the movie. Yeah, Emperor Zurg is the character in the original Toy Story, and he was not yet an emperor. And I asked Paloma, who is Zurg? And she said, Buzz Lightyear's dad. Yeah. So. You know why? <laughs> because canonically, Toy Story 2 established him as his dad. Who? Zurg? Yeah. It was an obvious Star Wars reference that I'm not sure oh. they ever intended to have to correct or pay off. Interesting. But, I mean, hence the fact that he popped out of the thing and he's like, Dad? And he's like, yeah, right. (laughs) Okay, so some inconsistencies there. Whether she was tracking from the original Toy Story or she did not get the time travel concept, she was pretty firmly convinced that the buzz inside of the Zerg robot was 
Lightyear's dad. It might have been easier. I don't know about that. How would you explain that? Can you make a Star Wars for kids? Is Star Wars kind of for kids? I don't know. But is Star Wars, I mean, if they had done a Star Wars for kids, that's a ripoff that Buzz Lightyear, it's kind of Star Wars-ish. Would that have been so terrible? No, especially not for Disney. Most of the tropes were there. They had the recurring gag with the tentacle trying to drag him away and the motley crew of screw-ups, like, you know, the junior crew or whatever. Yeah, the junior rangers. Yeah. I mean, it seemed like it was pretty simple on the surface, and then it got complicated with the time dilation and his sort of inner turmoil and character arc and stuff, and it was just like, when do we get to Zerg? took a long time to get to Zerg, even after Zerg was revealed. But it was fun to watch. He remained in shadow for like a whole other act. And you had the Zerg, un- the unrelated to Zerg bugs, and the tentacle thing, and... And the clones... And flying around and stuff. And the flying around stuff was cool. (laughs) They did the obligatory slingshot around the orbit of a planet. Yeah. And I wondered because this movie was supposed to, it was clearly established that this was a movie from give or take 1995 or early 90s when Andy received a toy based on his favorite movie. This is that movie, they said. And so I was like, okay, how how 95 is it? Because we're set in the future and that helps. But the slingshot thing was definitely in Apollo 13 mid-90s kind of vibe and they used that in several space movies since but there were like 95 blocky computer screen readouts and stuff that were supposed to be evocative and and some of the themes brian called out when he blew out the cartridge like all nes style right exactly and so i guess they tried in a way but it was pretty thin trying i think yeah, it did not have a 90s vibe, which is funny because 80s and 90s retro feel is all the all the rage. Yeah, I wonder, though, if that would have paid off because obviously this movie was being worked on at the same time as Turning Red, which definitely had a thematic vibe, a time and a place kind of thing that I'm not sure paid off. But Lightyear, I wonder if they had gone for that aesthetic. Like, no, we have to make it clearly like the 90s and the readouts have to be the same and it has to look kind of the same. Lightyear was gorgeous and all the space footage was super cool and fun and sharp and everything. And it was some of Pixar's best work visually, I guess. But I wonder if that would have paid off if it had had a more retro look. I think they kind of were safer doing it this way where they're like, oh, it's the 95 movie because we're connecting it to Toy Story. But this is absolutely a 2022 movie. Yeah, ostensibly this was produced and released in 95 when Andy in the Toy in the Toy Story universe would have seen the movie. Right. But really, the narrative of Lightyear is set in the future. Yes, it's got to be. Crystallic fusion, man. <laughs> so it kind of has to operate on a number of different levels. And so they went with a more timeless feel, which is fine. They played on some of the Disney, the space, the 95 tropes. But overall, kind of an original story. This idea of space travel and the space-time continuum. Buzz didn't seem to think much of all the time passing. He did not hesitate ever to get back into the aircraft. No, talk about a loner, right? He was like, had no connections and Alicia was his only special friend or whatever. Yeah. Everyone else, he's like, see ya. Right. It was all about affecting the success of the mission. It's all that mattered. He didn't contemplate that Hawthorne might not be there when he got back. 
but she was his only family. And I guess that was important for the storytellers to establish, for the filmmakers to establish, because when he finds a family in the Junior Ranger misfits, he's unwilling to give them up. Now he knows what it's like to belong. Yeah, and that, that of course, was his arc. Because yeah. he was sort of jerky, and the Buzz Lightyear toy is sort of boastful. or he's uh, Stubborn? Yeah, he's like snobbish. Mm. And like the Buzzier toy, Buzzier, Lightyear, Buzzier. <laughs> but the Buzz Lightyear toy, the Buzz Lightyear character, the the real one that it, the toy on which the toy was based, had no patience whatsoever for rookies. I mean, we could spend an entire episode talking about oh, because that was a callback to Toy Story two when he did mention that Zerg was his father or Emperor Zerg or whatever. And oh, remember when he said this? And there was all kinds of that stuff. Don't care. Remember, it's Buzz Lightyear. Well, this is a movie that's got to stand on its own and doesn't have to have all the callbacks because, A, it's an original story, so to speak, and then, B, the character, he's a toy. He doesn't have the memory or the programming, I guess, that Buzz Lightyear, the person, had. But because he's alive, he kind of does. I think that Lightyear certainly stands on its own. Is it the kind of movie that inspires fanaticism, like fanatic-level fandom from a little kid? Mm. Uh, Buzz Lightyear as a standout? I'm not sure. I think Socks kind of stole the show. Yeah, well, I think Lightyear the movie was a little bit like Socks because we did have those kind of obviously robotic-looking cats in the 90s, like the Furby era. Where they're cat-shaped, but they're obviously not lifelike cats. <laughs> Everything that Socks does in the trailer, I was like, that is weak sauce. And I'm sure, I'm hoping there's going to be some real Pixar cleverness or whatever. This movie was kind of like that cat. It was polished and smart and knowledgeable and clever and all that, but also kind of plastic and kind of stiff. I just realized something. Ask me what. What? That you've been masquerading as a cat lover in this family for like 45 years. Yeah. And that you're actually really a dog lover. I love dogs. Cats don't love me back. I need codependency. Even Socks <laughs> betrayed Lightyear. I mean, in a world where you have to choose, like, you know, give up tacos or chocolate. Sometimes the choice is easy. Sometimes it's hard. But if I had to choose moving forward, only cats or dogs, I'd go with dogs. Okay, first of all, Socks betrayed evil Lightyear. Let's just set the record Yeah, but who is he to make that distinction? It's about loyalty. And a dog wouldn't make that distinction? A dog would just follow evil Lightyear blindly? Dad showed me a thing today about the lady that had like 25 Maine Coons and, and she w went missing. She died and she was gone for two weeks when before they discovered her and half, half eaten. No. I'm not sure dogs would do that. Dogs will, like, lie on your tomb and mourn you for decades and end up on Facebook posts and stuff. Cats don't care. I guess that just proves the thesis that cats would eat you if they could. Like, if they were just a little bit bigger, they would all eat us. Yes, absolutely. Wasn't it Constantine that said cats were, like, halfway in and out of hell anyway? And so they could, like, <laughs> smell the, the demons around us? Uh, I'm just saying that most animals in Disney movies whether dogs or no, kind of all act like dogs. Like Sven in Frozen kind of acts like a dog, even though he's a reindeer. I found it refreshing that Cat was that Cat, that Socks was a cat, even though Socks was technically a robot. And not even a, 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 a lifelike robot. He had some very surprising moments, namely the darts from the mouth, both surprising. <laughs> was that meant for me? Yeah. And then when he cracks the code for the right formula, and he's like, how did you do that? And he's like, I had 62 years. 
<laughs> and you can just see him like diligently plugging away, all obedient and loyal like. Come yep. on. Have a little love for Socks. I got no problem with Socks, but Socks also screwed up and sabotaged him because they lost the crystal and uh, Socks knew the formula and it wouldn't give it up so they could make another crystal. They had lots of supplies. They could have made another crystal. They absolutely could have. And he had it in his database or whatever, but they didn't want to leave anymore. They had a life. But like cats, he was playing the long con. He was sabotaging. Or maybe he was encouraging and supporting Buzz to come into his own. And Because if he had had the crystal, he would have just been like, I'm Buzz Lightyear of Star Command. And he would have got stuff done and never would have learned a very valuable lesson. Which is what, Wes? Which is Ohana means family. And family means <laughs> nobody gets left behind except your alter ego multiverse of madness self. Wow, is that a weird Lilo and Stitch? Also Disney. <laughs> Disney likes dogs. All dogs go to heaven. You know who likes cats? DreamWorks. How to Train Your Dragon, that's all cat-based. Night Fury is a cat? Yep, He's, and I'm going to yeah. go even farther because everyone was like, Toy Story 3 was amazing. I thought they were going to get burned in the thing, spoiler. And I was like, they weren't going to get burned in the thing. It wasn't emotional, and How to Train Your Dragon was twice the movie that Toy Story 1 was. But I digress. I love you, Disney. Please sponsor us. But it's not what we're talking about here. But I was never, I mean, Toy Story wasn't really my thing. I was much more a bug's life in Finding Nemo and The Incredibles and stuff. Toy Story was the first and the best, I guess, or whatever. And it was fun. And I've seen all the Toy Stories. But I didn't care about Buzz Lightyear. And thus, I didn't care about Lightyear. And I was like, okay, give me some cool stuff. And it was like, <laughs> and I was like, yeah. That's all you care about. And you I like space movies, and I like time dilation movies, a.k.a. time travel movies. I like all that stuff. So you like Lightyear? Yeah, Lightyear is a good movie, for sure. It's definitely an all-right movie. I know we're not quite there yet, but I got no problem with Lightyear. I mean, it is an original movie, of course. And I got it. Socks did not feel like an original character at all. Like, it's like, of course he has a little robot cat. It just makes sense. But uh, I, f I also felt that Lightyear was a little bit up. Didn't you see all the similarities in Up? The, the protagonist has his partner, and then his partner dies, and he still has to achieve the mission. So he goes, sets out on his own with a younger version, with the child that he never had or whatever, and goes off to search the unknown to complete the mission. And then he encounters his alter ego, who he perceives as a hero, but who turns out to be twisted by loneliness or driven by fanatical need to achieve the mission or whatever. And then that one ends up dying. And there's lots of these drones switching up where the dogs and they all only say Zerg, but they communicate and they understand each other like the dogs with the voice collars and stuff. And Taika Waititi was the Doug dog character, except he was just like a hapless, goofy buddy, like the comic relief. The Taika Waititi shtick is getting a little bit old for me. How so? Taika Waititi making appearances along with Peter Sun in both Up and Lightyear. Yeah. Taika Waititi played who in Lightyear? The Mo. The dude. Mo, the tall the, one. The guy with the pen. The pen. Yeah. And it was fine. It just it was there was a lot of elements of Up 
And, uh, I mean, you know, not across the board, but I guess an original story and all kinds of representation and good for you. And I didn't know or care that Darby, the convict, like, Ron, it's the cops. I had no idea that character was female until looking it up on IMDb. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, in the movie, there was a hint of a ponytail near the end. And I was like, whoa, that was a woman? A very little woman, I guess. And then voiced by a lady. Presumably. Yeah, I think that there was there was some ambiguity there. I thought all along that the Darby character was indeed female. Then I thought there was a reference to being male. So I was a little confused about that, but all good. But speaking of the controversy, it's possible that the Hawthorne same-sex marriage controversy could be hurting box office. I'm, I'm not making any commentary on whether or not it's appropriate. I, I mean, I was fine with obviously fine with that. It, they didn't belabor it. They didn't make a big deal out of it. There was, It was very subtle. It was very delivered as if it were an, a non-issue. But I could see that maybe the core and target theater goers for Lightyear might be like, mm, we're going to pass on this one just for... It's a possibility. <sighs> but there were definitely Ignorant some reasons. box office avenues closed because they refused to cut or alter any of the content. And so like it's like, Malaysia, we're not going to do that. And they're like, okay, screw you, man. We're not going to change it. So good for you. Best of luck. Light year. 16 it, countries, I think it was banned in. That, that's a lot. But I, I don't know. I went into light year. Uh, I had heard about the controversy just before because that's all ever and anybody ever wants to talk about. But it the only way that it's going to not be a thing is if you don't make it a thing. And like they said, it was a big part of Hawthorne's story or whatever, but it wasn't like made into an issue. I don't know how it affected box office. That that kind of sucks. But uh, this is the content and whatever. People have to deal with it, which I also like. You know, you like that Disney took a stance of you're going to have to deal with it? I like that Disney made a, de a decided choice. It, I, I would guess that it would draw more controversy if they were like, well, we tried to do a thing, but it's hurting our box office. So we're totally changing it for the Malaysia release. Brian turned to me afterward and said, was there a kiss? Because he was the one that told me about the controversy. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, you didn't see it in the montage? He's like, nope. I think he was wrestling with a three-year-old who would not stop eating popcorn. And I had the same thing. It wasn't, you know, your kids or my kids or whatever, but they were definitely kids who would run around the theater. Did you stay all the way for all the end credit scenes? There were three of them. No, we only caught the first one with Commander Burnside. Yep, the robot was giving directions, and he was like, okay, and this and this, and I got it. And he like finally figured out the directions and turned around and everyone was gone. And I was like, I don't get it. And Kelly's like, you don't remember the robot trying to give them directions and screwing it up? And I was like, no. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. He was, yeah, yeah he was, he kept, a, he was like, no, no, I'll start over. And right. then he like turned around and they were gone. For some reason, that moment completely passed me by. I have no, I was like, who's that robot? What's he giving directions to? <laughs> And everyone is gone. And then after that, there's a few more credits. And there's a third, I mean, like the very last thing before the house lights come up. We Tell see, me it wasn't the pen gag. No. We see not Emperor Zerg floating through space after his Zerg, Zergmobile was blown up. And can you guess what happens? Um, he would vow to get Lightyear? No. His little lights, his eyes can turn back on. Uh-huh. I mean, because uh -huh. Zerg is just Darth Vader. <laughs> Pretty hence much. the hence the Toy Story two I am your father kind of thing. Yeah, but Zerg is really James Brolin. Yep, 
relation to Josh Brolin? Yeah, his dad, which means that Buzz Lightyear, a.k.a. Captain America, defeated both Brolins. <laughs> because Chris Evans fought Josh Brolin in which Marvel movie? In The Avengers, Infinity War, and Endgame. Chris Evans has been dealing with his own controversy. Tell me. Because Patricia Heaton, who was Tim Allen's wife on Home Improvement, said that they neutered and destroyed the Buzz Lightyear character by recasting the voice. So do you think that it holds enough water that Buzz Lightyear is not the toy, but is rather the real, quote, you can't see my air quotes, person upon which Buzz is based? The toy? You know, I worked at a toy company for a long time. The voice actors that bring characters to life do not necessarily voice the recordings within toys. Yeah. Ironically, Woody from Toy Story is not voiced by Tom Hanks uh, when the toys come out. But it sounds a lot like the Woody character, yeah, I imagine. Yeah, because it's Tom Hanks's brother. All the Tom Hanks voiceovers are done by Tom Hanks's brother when it comes to toys and merchandising. No way. Yep, sounds just like him. Do you think that he would voice Woody in the Woody origin story because... No, I mean, Wally was kind of a post-apocalyptic, Eve was like a quick-draw gunslinger type. I think that's a stretch. I think Pixar is overdue to do a Western. And if you're going to do a Western, it might, might as well be a Woody origin story, right? Is it? I mean, I guess that would be the only one, but Woody doesn't even carry a gun. Do you put a gun in, in Woody's hand? I mean, what are you going to put there, a banana? Uh, maybe. He has holsters. Yeah, empty ones. Well, I mean, because the the accessory pieces get lost over time. And his so his uh his sidekick would be a rootin' tootin' snake, right? In a in his boot. Yep. Yeah, and you got bullseye, and you got Jane. Jesse. Jesse. Bullseye. Okay, so Chris Evans, you know, a no slouch. I thought he did a great job. It doesn't have to be Tim Allen. We're not disgracing the character. But I, I wonder if that also could be hurting things. I mean, everyone loves Captain America, but if Tim Allen was the voice of Buzz Lightyear, and he was very toy-based, he's like, Buzz Lightyear, Star Command, he's like, and he was all dramatic and stuff, but he could right. have toned it down and been kind of more normal. Exactly. I mean, did we need Chris Evans for his, you know, Captain American-ness and keeping him in the Disney fold? I don't know. They could have done Tim Allen, and it might have been simpler. I don't know. I don't think it would have affected the draw. I think he could have helped. Chris Evans seems kind of buried in it. He doesn't seem like... It's not like a Chris Evans movie. No, and they didn't um, put his name over Buzz Lightyear either. Exactly. Yeah. But I was also thinking, okay, fine, like, Pixar wants to kind of start it over again, but they didn't get... I'm sure they didn't get Chris Evans for cheap. Yeah, probably not. And he didn't sound unlike, like, I wasn't like, that's a weird voice coming out of Buzz Lightyear's mouth. It was fine. But uh, yeah, it seems like Lightyear is kind of a step behind in all respects, having to defend itself for various reasons. Because I wasn't really emotionally moved by the story. Mm, not even when he walks into her vacant office? Not really. It was kind of, it was a little bit cold and sterile and the space was cool. But I think the emotionality of the Incredibles and the family dynamic was better and more compelling for this sort of not family centered. I mean, talk about The Bachelor. Buzz Lightyear was like the least attached dude we've ever seen. He was, Buzz was more mm. of a loner than the good dinosaur. <laughs> 
but it wasn't bad. Like it wasn't a bad movie at all. I just don't, I didn't really feel it. And then I kind of warmed up later as he got more involved with the granddaughter and his motley crew of screw ups and stuff. And he ultimately came around because he was so focused on the mission and obsession and his personal self-worth was all tied up in completing and achieving the mission when that kind of wasn't necessary at all. He never ultimately Mm. got back so that Hawthorne could realize her dream of being a space ranger again through time travel or whatever. And that was okay mm-hmm. because Buzz became a different person and beca- became the person that he was was never ordinarily going to be. And it's fine because in Disney and Marvel movies, there are multiverses and there's good Buzzes and bad Buzzes. And that was a bad Buzz who was killed by the good Buzz, but maybe not. And if they screwed it up in this movie, they'll change it with a different Buzz from a different timeline in Lightyear 2. <laughs> okay, so you weren't moved. You didn't find the callbacks particularly clever. I just or wasn't fun. tracking them. Like I'll wager you didn't watch a single Toy Story in preparation for Lightyear. Uh, au contraire. Really? My brother. Those things are on rotation. I think we watched three of them in Yosemite. Wow. Three Toy Stories? Yeah, the girls were obsessed. So Paloma was convinced that three was her favorite, and then she watched four. And she was like, that's my favorite. And then she watched one and said, that's my favorite. And then (sighs) one kind of stuck, and we watched one like two or three more times. At Paloma's age, is she like, wow, the animation is progressing? (laughs) <laughs> no, I don't think she... I, she doesn't make conscious note of it, at least. And by the way, I'm not watching these movies. I'm hearing them on in the background. Right. And she's laughing and talking to me about them and asking questions. She didn't seem to pick up on many of the callbacks. Like, I laughed out loud when he does karate toward the cat. <laughs> because <laughs> somehow that was Buzz Lightyear's shtick that when he got attacked, he was... The action figure comes with a karate chop. <laughs> Ah, I thought that was clever and it was fun and they took a little while to get to Zerg, but there was a lot of fun, cool space travel thing. There's even like a heart stopping free space fall, fall, fly. Do you know what Pixar's official reason for why Andy didn't have a socks doll? (laughs) No, they made a statement about they got ahead of something. Because in the mid 90s, the socks, the virtual petter or electronic pet or whatever was all the rage and his mom couldn't get a hold of one because she couldn't afford it wow there's like a socioeconomic commentary on the sock stall yep everything is deeper than it needed to be for light year and look i had fun it was good it was just a little bit stiff all right and you know as an adult or whatever i think it was just a little bit too middle of the road it was a little bit too unlike toy story not quite original enough to warrant like a full did Lightyear need to be made? No, I don't think so. I think we would have been fine furthering the adventures of Buzz Lightyear on, you know, straight to video fair or whatever. But I got to see the cool stuff and I like the time dilation stuff. And I cared, you know, in so much as it was, but it was kind of a kid's movie. And maybe the kids were like, this time stuff is confusing. I want to see Zerg or whatever. And Zerg was less than cute and Lightyear was less than cute. And Zerg was actually kind of scary but not because he was Buzz Lightyear the whole time. And he would have got away with it, too, if it wasn't for those darn kids. My Pixar radar rating scale is, like, broken or something. Because I seem to like the flops. And I really enjoyed Lightyear, as you well know, Ratatouille, which was panned for its cerebrality. Again, (laughs) made up word. Uh, My favorite, right? Did not, I didn't get up 
Sorry. Incredibles? Nope. Yeah, well, Toy Story was the biggest of all, and that wasn't necessarily my jam. But what I think was it meant to be clever and funny and the callbacks and the recurring gag of the tentacle and all that stuff just kind of got old a little bit. And again, it was fun. I liked Lightyear. It was it was an all right movie. But was it a totally? I don't think so. I had fun watching Lightyear. And when it shows up on Disney Plus, I will watch the cool parts. <laughs> I will watch it again. I think that the first mission where he has to Apollo 13 it on his own and like get back into the slowdown rings, you know, he's all doing math on the windshield and stuff yeah. and he gets back into the ring. That's that was a pretty cool part. And I love socks. I liked Lightyear and I give it a good and that's our discussion on Lightyear from 2022 available in theaters and eventually on Disney+. Plus, We hope you enjoyed this discussion. Even if you didn't enjoy Lightyear quite so much, 818-835-0473 is our hotline. Get in touch or whatever movies at gmail.com. If you enjoyed this discussion, please rate our podcast five stars and follow us on social media at or whatever movies. Anything else, Wes? To infinity and beyond. I could have been Buzz. <laughs> no. Miles, are you ready to record our promo for season two of the Wanna Bet podcast? David, have you ever seen a grown man naked? Miles, we're not here to quote lines from Airplane. We're here to tell people that season two starts August 18th. But I like Airplane. I know you do, but Wanna Bet is a sports betting podcast. Each week we bet $1,000 on the NFL teams and games that we love. Well, that sounds like fun. It is fun. And last year you picked over 60% of your games correctly. How'd you do? We're not talking about that. We are telling people that they can find us every Friday. No more movie quotes. Roger, Roger. Electric Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement, inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on Electricast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. Electricast. Electricast.